Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yeah, packs one in the air, deep center. Back goes Weimer. Back near the center field fence. That ball is gone. Dansby Swanson with a long home run, and the Cubs lead 2 to nothing. Just to the right of straightaway and gone by plenty. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Pat Hughes with the call right there. Cubs defeat the Milwaukee Brewers 7-6. As was heard here on 670 The Score, it is Gabe Ramirez celebrating or helping you celebrate your July 4th. Hopefully you guys are getting home safely, not being dumb and drinking and driving. Nobody's any of that on the July 4th. And you got to work tomorrow. Let's be very clear, unless you took the day off, uh, just like we're working right now. And we get to work a little bit harder and talk about these Chicago Cubs right now with our next guest. Joining us right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Uh, he is the host of Locked On Cubs, which you can hear right here on the Odyssey app. Of course, I'm talking about none other than Matt Cozy. Matt, happy 4th of July. Gabe, happy 4th. Thanks so much for having me on. It was a wild game today. and. Uh, we'll see what happens the rest of the week. Yeah, let's first let's start with Andrew Swanson, the guy who we just heard from right there. I mean, you know, sitting in that two two spots comfortably, you know, brought in to play defense and 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 be a a glue guy for this roster. What is, what have your thoughts been of Dansby Swanson so far this season and what he's contributed to this Cubs team? Yeah, Dansby's all business. I think there's certain things that you could tell right away about a baseball player. And he has that leadership quality, that moxie on the field. Um, you know, I think a lot of those things behind the scenes, especially with a, a club that's in mostly transition mode right now, helps a lot. And I think in between the lines, he's, he's done a really nice job. I mean, he was named to the all-star team. That's huge. I think for the most part, you, you maybe expect a little more offensively but the slug has increased the last couple weeks and like you said he's he's a stalwart defensively he's making great plays not only the routine play but going a little bit extra as well and um he's hitting multiple spots in the order manager david ross has mostly hit him second but the past week he's hit a little bit of fifth sixth and i think you put him anywhere and, and he'll do his job and that's exactly right it's what they expected from him uh, Matt, I think that you know Dansby being there, like you said, it's been a, somewhat of a carousel of of, a, of, a, of lineups for David Ross over the last couple of months. As management has brought in different players, but Dansby Swanson was brought in to be a mainstay, and 
That's exactly what he's done. Um, you know, speaking of guys that have been brought up and part of that carousel, Christopher Morel is one of those guys. Obviously, didn't start the season with the big league roster, came up now, but you know that he's still in that that space where they can't necessarily pinpoint uh, an everyday location for him. What are your thoughts on Morel and 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 you know him being used in a utility type way? Uh, would you do you prefer that or would you prefer he be stationed at a at, at one of the nine positions? And if if so, which one would you prefer he be at? I think your preference would be that he plants his flag at one of the nine positions, but he hasn't really showcased an ability defensively to hold down one of those spots, especially third base. He just played third base the last couple of days, and he was, you know, so so over there. <laughs> right. Out, outfield, he's been okay, and 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 he's crushing the baseball. So if he's only a DH, you know, with the National League now having a DH the last couple of years, I don't think it's the end of the world. But I do think a guy that's so toolsy as Morrell has. You know, he's throwing the ball 90-plus every throw. He's He's got plus speed. I think you'd rather have him on the field, and you do wonder what could have been if he was up on March 30th on opening day. I mean, shoot, yeah. he's got four, 14 home runs uh, since being called up in May. But I think the preference is to get him on the field. I think the, the win-loss record of the Cubs might impact that if they – if they keep doing poorly, I think you do plant them at third and, and let them ride it out, but, but we'll see. We're talking to Matt Cozy here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez hanging out with you on a July 4th evening. You know, I, to me, I, I struggle because – so I'm a Sox fan, Matt, but over the last couple of years, I've, I've grown this – like it's like a weed. You know, it's like my daughter, right, Matt? I got a daughter. I got two daughters. And we go okay. on these walks all the time. And in her mind, there's like a weed is like a beautiful flower. You know, she sees it. It's yellow. She grabs it. Or the, when it turns white, she blows. Like she thinks it's beautiful. And I think that I've I, this weed of a cubs, cubdom is coming out. And, I, and I, I'm looking at it like a yellow flower. And I'm saying, this is beautiful. I was like, this. I really enjoy this team. But I struggle with where everyone should be at, not just Christopher Morrell. So in, in your perfect world, Matt, you know, you're a locked-on Cubs guy. You're talking about this team often. What does that outfield look? We're going to go through this whole thing, but what, is that, what does the outfield look like to you from left to right? Well, it's been quite a uh, roller coaster doing a show on this ball club five <laughs> days a week. I so. bet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least, at least, you, get, left, at least left, you get new guys to talk about, Matt. How about that? At least you get new guys to talk about often. <laughs> okay, there you go. And I, I, I like that uh, maybe you're, you're starting to bleed a little blue and red. But uh. – um, Left to right in the outfield right now is, is really easy. Hap, Bellinger, and Suzuki. Now, two of those dudes are signed for, for the next few years, signed through 2026, and, and Hap and Suzuki. Um, and Suzuki, actually, for even a year after that, I do believe. Bellinger on the one-year pillow deal, he's excellent defensively. You know, won that gold glove earlier in his career, actually, in right. Um, but I think those three spots are pretty much held down on a daily basis. Now, the issue with these three dudes now is their their play because two of them are long term investment, one of them short term, but they they don't really hit for power right now. You know, Hap made that that really well publicized adjustment a couple of years ago. 
And unfortunately, one of the effects of that is that he just slugs a little bit less. Uh, Suzuki hasn't really found his power stroke yet over here. And Bellinger hasn't hit a home run since, since late April. So defensively, of course, you, you could count on those guys and you can pencil them in every day. They've shown they're capable of playing a 162-game season. But I do think in, in a lot of cases, especially for Hafton Suzuki being around for a while, they do need to step it up. And, and for a team that's, that's scuffling, they need to do that soon. All right, so what, is, what does that infield look like for you in a perfect world from third to first? The Madrigal injury yesterday actually impacts things a pretty great deal because as you asked earlier about Morrell, there's just too many questions about him. I don't know if, if the Cubs are truly in contention if he's the third baseman. Madrigal actually showcased an ability to play there every day, which was a major upset. I think a lot of us made fun of him for it. And guess what? He proved us really wrong. Since he came back from AAA in, in mid-June, he was hitting close to 400. So that actually ends up being a pretty decent loss as he went on the IL today and Wisdom came back. So the third base is a question mark. Swanson and Horner up the middle are – uh, joy to watch every day. And then first base is a major question mark. So you're really solid up the middle. First base has been a revolving door. Jared Young is over there for the most part right now. I think that's probably a short-term thing when they start the second half next week. It might be somebody else. Maybe we see Matt Mervis come back. But I, I think first and third, unfortunately, have just have really been problems for this team this year. Yeah, and it is unfortunate because they've they've tried different things. And you want to give the front office credit for trying to inject life into the roster by bringing up some of these young guys that they feel like can fill in these holes. Whether it's Christopher Morrell at third, third Jared Young, like you mentioned at first, Matt Mervis. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys, you know, like I said, they've 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 tried their hardest to to put the Cubs in a situation where they can, you know, shrink that lead in the NL Central. But um, the fact of the matter is, you know, there has to be more power. There has to be more consistency from this squad because what they have been getting is is, is good pitching. And I'm curious, uh, Matt, we're talking to Matt Cozy here on 670 to score, Gabe Ramirez. I am curious what your thoughts are. I mean, there's been so many rumor th- or takes, I should say, about what the Cubs should do. Everybody has one. <laughs> they do, especially heading into this trade deadline uh, in August 1st. And so – where are you at with, with the Cubs roster and w- what direction they should head in? Should they be buyers or sellers? And if they are, either or, you know, what are the positions that they're either moving on from or trying to bring in? I think as fans, the, the deadline to make that decision is this week. You had the, the horrific loss on Monday and then almost blew the game today and thankfully won in, in 11 innings. But you have five more games uh, until the break. You have two with the Brewers, three with the Yankees. And I think in a lot of our minds on the outside looking in, that's the deadline to make that buy or sell decision. I don't think the front office looks at it that way just because they open the second half with a, a pretty light schedule uh, opponents-wise. So they might, you know, really, they might truly wait to the last minute on August 1st. I, I, I think if, that, that's what my instinct is telling me. But I do think that this week was a make-or-break week for this team. You have two opposite ends of the spectrum where it was heartbreak Monday, 
uh, excitement on Tuesday, uh, today. Um, we'll see how the next five go. But right now, can you really say they're a buyer six games under 500 at 39 and 45 and seven games out of first place? That, that would be hard to say. The reason why they've been in the mix this whole time, despite them ebbing and flowing so much, is because how bad the NL Central has been. But guess what? The Reds have really taken over really the sport in some ways. They're prolific offensively, and now they're up seven games. So are you really still in the mix seven games out? You would have liked to have seen that number stay around three or four at the All-Star break. But again, that's not the trade deadline. I, I think it is for us, but for the team, they might wait those extra couple weeks uh, after the break. Yeah, and that's going to be the toughest thing, Matt. It's, it's, it's really finding the perfect timing because that's what it really boils down to. Perfect timing to get you know maximum return for some guys if you're looking to move on from them or trying to pinpoint the assets on your current roster or in the minors that you can pull together to bring in, whether it is another starter, a bat in the middle, you know, something along those lines. And, you know, some people think that, you know, the biggest return can come from a guy like Marcus Stroman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you hear Marcus Stroman's name being included in, in, you know, potential movement as the trade deadline approaches, is that something that you're, you're willing to do? And do you think that the Cubs can still be competitive if they were to move on from, from Marcus Stroman? Well, that makes sense that his name is being discussed so much. He's, he's likely the top pitcher on the market, and he does have a player option, so he would essentially be a rental for a contending team. I don't think there's a path to the Cubs contending without him the rest of this, this campaign, um, and I would like to know who takes the ball in 2024 as well if they, if they don't somehow keep him and agree to extend him or, or what have you. Um, but, yeah, I think he's the biggest piece right now that would, that would get a return. Um, but, again, who, who is, practically speaking, who is going to pitch instead of them? Kyle Hendricks. And, and maybe, you, maybe you take that <laughs> chance. Maybe you take that chance. Yeah, you have, you have, you have Kyle Hendricks who's playing like an all-star oh, right great. now. He's been so good. And then, you know, you get your steal in there. And then I right. guess after that you're done. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need one more guy. <laughs> you need one more somebody else to step up in that in that space. Now I will say I think Hendricks is an interesting trade piece. Do I want it okay. to happen? Of course not. But he has a club option for next year, and it's at a, a pretty reasonable number, 16 M's. So, and he's been outstanding. He has playoff experience. So I wonder if he would actually bring the most value. Uh, knowing that the team makes a decision on bringing him back for 24. But I, I think the fans would just be so discouraged if they traded him. Yeah, could you imagine that? He comes back pitching lights out, Cubs move on from him, and then let's just say Kyle Hendricks has another, you know, two or three good years left in him that he pitches for, for another right. team. That, that And then you somehow you move on from – or Strowman opts out and doesn't come back. It would just be like the worst, exactly. like the worst thing that could possibly happen uh, for for the fan base and, and the Cubs themselves. But I mean, the, are you part of the the Cubs fandom that believes that you know the the lead in the NL Central isn't isn't as big as some would think? I was until yesterday's game. Unfortunately, mm. I, I think that I was. I, I put my Cubs 
colored glasses on for so long, and I think I am the glass half full person and doing a daily show, you know, I think we do re- tend to react to this a little too much like football, even though baseball is every single day. But I think what the Reds are doing, and to an extent the Brewers, might be insurmountable. I think at some point it might be more about how they're playing and less about the Cubs. But they won 11 out of 13, the Cubs did, you know, from that stretch from June 9th through that first game in the London series. And then they've won two games since. So it's hard to still be optimistic. You know, you had such a high from that 11 out of 13 run. And then the last week or so has been more of the same as as before that good stretch. So I think I will, you know, when 705 hits tomorrow, I'm going to be excited for the game. I'm going to be optimistic about that individual game. But in the big picture right now, I do think the seven games might be a little bit too much ground to make up. Not a lot of Cubs fans are happy right now, Matt. Got to be honest. They want some optimism out of you, especially because you're, you know, you got, you got your homer, you have a homer heart that's beating loudly every day. I know it is. Well, wait, hey, five, you got five games left in the break. You got two favorable matchups the, the next two days. You win there those. There it is. There it is. And, and, there and you it got is. Carlos Rodon making his season <laughs> debut Friday. You knocked him out of the game. And then you face Garrett Cole and Domingo Herman. Uh, so maybe not. I love it. Hey, Matt, I appreciate you hanging out with me today, man, and talking some, some Cubs baseball. Look forward to having you on again soon. Gabe, I love the score. Thanks for having me on. Have a good rest of the show. Absolutely. Matt Cozy hanging out with us here on 670 The Score. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Matt underscore Cozy. And it's not Cozy like laying on the bed. It's C-O-Z-Z-I. Maybe next time I'll talk to him a little bit about uh, him being an educator. Leo, you can you hear me, Leo? No, you can't hear me. I was going to ask him. I'm sorry. We'll text him. Text, text, text Matt back, Leo. And ask him uh, what grade he teaches. Just so I want, I want to shout him out and do that. Love, love the educators. He's a baseball coach as well. Uh, University of Iowa alum. And if you if, listen, God bless your soul if you're talking about the, the Cubs every day. I did it last year with the, about the White Sox. Southsiders podcast on the Odyssey app. Did it. We did like, and we were only doing like three shows a week or something like that. And it's just so cumbersome because 162 games will take you on an emotional roller coaster. And if you're if you have to analyze every game, it's just tough. So again, God bless the souls of the people that do that. I'm looking at uh, Matt's Twitter right now. He and Sam Ober, Locked On Cubs. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, it's on YouTube as well. All right, uh, it is Gabe Ramirez uh, right here on 670. The score of the Bulls made an addition. It wasn't Derrick Rose, uh, and some people I know Dan Bernstein said that. He was super excited the Bulls added this player. Um, who is that latest addition for the Chicago Bulls, and where do they sit uh, in the grand scheme of the NBA landscape as well? I will talk about Damian Lillard, uh, where he is going to end up. Just a little bit of NBA basketball on the other side. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez. It's July 4th. Enjoy your night. The sun's about to be go- the sun's about to go down, man. You guys are going to start shooting fireworks off. Be safe out there. All right, 10 fingers, 10 toes. Lockdown. Make sure you guys have that stuff by the end of the day. Just be careful. It's a little reminder. It's all it is. Be be careful, right? Uh, Bulls chat after this. Don't go anywhere. It's good. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Gabriel Ramirez on 670 to score. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez hanging out with you guys on the 4th of July as the sun is looking to set in the city. It's going to be a crazy time out here. I'll tell you that. Uh, I stay on the west side. I live by the United Center. And last night, I mean, first of all, the entire month of June is 4th of July in my neighborhood. Leo, where do you live at? I Leo, live in Leo. Morgan Park on the south side. Morgan Park? Yep. Oh, damn. Okay. I remember playing Morgan Park once. I went to Lane Tech and I played basketball at Lane Tech. And I remember, and football. And I remember going to Morgan Park to play football against them. Got our ass whooped. Okay. Was you, that at Gately or did they actually play It was at campus? Gately. Okay. Yeah, cool, it was at cool. Gately. Yeah. Did you go to Morgan Park? No, I went to uh, Brother Rice. We are the brothers of the Rice. Yep. Yep. <laughs> did you play any sports over there? I played hockey and I ran track. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah. What'd you do in track? Uh, the 100, 200, and 400. For real? Yeah. Oh, so you're fast. Was. That was a few years ago, but back in the day, yeah. Dude, you're, you're 21. 23. Okay. So, oh, my bad. That was five years ago, bro. Did you did you play varsity? Or you ran track in varsity? Or oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you said, oh, yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> super fast. And then if you say, oh, first of all, if you say, oh, yeah, like that, if you ran in varsity and you did the 100, 200 meters, dude, you're fast. You're probably the fastest person here. I don't know if that's saying much, but. No, it is. I, I mean, if you give me like four days to not, and don't, don't let me drink beer for four days, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty fast. Okay. And then Lapka's fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Studs is pretty fast. Yeah, that's true. You think you're faster than Studs? He's Probably in better shape right now. But again, if I train for like a week, probably. Maybe. Dude, that's badass. I, this is a great viral video. You oh. think, what about, you think you're faster than Lafka? Probably not. He's kind of fast. Yeah. He's in shape too. Right. But he's 23. Yeah. But I think if you had a week, I might put money on you. Well, I don't know. No, I, Kevin Lafka did not run, or Studs, neither of them ran track. Like you literally trained your body for four years. From freshman year too? Yeah. Dude, that's impressive. Yeah. That's really impressive. You, you're, you're super nonchalant about it, but that's very impressive. Based off that alone, did you ever win any meets? Yeah. 
Dude, I was all conference. Shut up. You are okay. Let's not talk about this. This is what we're gonna do. Okay. Let's not mention this. Nobody knows you ran track, right? No. Dude, this is so great. I am going to start this little drama. It's gonna start, it's like a, it's gonna start like a grapevine trying to trend. And I'm gonna go, you know, first it's gonna start with. First, I'm going to go with, with Bernstein and Holmes, and I'm going to talk a little trash. Okay. And be like, Studs is fast, but man, I bet you Leo could beat you in a race. You know, I'm going to do it like that. And they're going to yeah. be like, they're all going to be like this. Stoddaher? <laughs> and I'll be like, dude, Leo Stoddaher will crush you in a race. All right. And they're all going to, that's how I plant the seed. But then I just walk away. I don't follow up. And then part two is then I go, you know, right before my show, Bernstein and Holmes, or excuse me, what up? Parkins and Spiegel, and I walk into the producer room. You know, you go there when I when I'm prepping right. for my show, and Lapka's in there. Yeah, and then I'll go say something crazy, you know, to Lapka and be like, "Dude, you know, I was talking to Studs and saying how Leo could beat him." And he's gonna be like, "Oh, what race?" Yeah, Kevin. Oh, I dominate. You know, he just he didn't he throw himself in there, right? You know? And then that's when I lift. That's when I raise the stakes, and I start saying, "Kev, no, no." But then I go Studs, and I say Studs. Kev said he could beat you, not even Leo. And then I go, guys, I'm telling you right now, Leo got all the, I got, I got 50, I got 100 bucks on it. This is going to be the easiest money right. I ever made. And then, so you start training now. Gotcha. You know, what does training consist of for you? This is going way on a tangent, yeah. but I'm here for this because this is super interesting. There are, this is the thing. You think there's no athletes here at the score? Like you, or no, actually, quite the opposite. You think there are athletes here at the score. There aren't. No. Right. There aren't. Right. It's like, I, me, you know, Kev, it's pretty much it. Loho, you know, he can get he can get to it, but that's it. And so, like you saying that you ran track before you, anyways. I am I am the master manipulator, and I just Perfect. cannot wait to use this information to my advantage. Um, but you know, you didn't play basketball though, right? No. Okay, so the Bulls not. had no zero interest in you uh, during free agency. Again, it's Gabe Ramirez here on six seventy the score, but the Bulls did make two additions uh, to the roster. One coming in the form of, where did Javon Carter play high school basketball? Was it Morgan Park? I don't think so. I just saw it. I think he might have been Proviso East, maybe. Okay. Okay. High school basketball. I'm going to go look it up. Oh, yeah. Proviso East. Very good. All right. Proviso East. So a little west of you, you know, a little, little, little west of you. Uh, but Javon Carter and Tory Craig, he brought to the Bulls. Now, I still want P.J. Washington to make his way to the Bulls. P.J. Washington from the Charlotte Hornets is a guy, is like a Chicago Bull killer. Every time, if you were to go look up his stats and see what he's done against the Chicago Bulls, just a stretch four, lengthier guy, can, you know, crash the boards a little bit, you know, maybe, you know, find himself, you know, spelling Vooch in some situations because you got Sonogo there, you got Drummond there, but, you know, P.J. Washington, or maybe even coming off to... I don't know. You need another guy that can knock down threes, and he is someone that can do that. If you're looking at his regular season stats from this year, uh, only 30, 35% from the three-point line, but I felt like he shot 50% against the Bulls. That's what it felt like. But look, you wanted a rim protector. He averages over a block a game. Also, almost a steal per game, which is pretty impressive. 44% from the field. And he was averaging 32 minutes a game for, for Charlotte. That would not be the case if he was coming to Chicago. But with the Bulls applying for that exception with Lonzo Ball, hoping to get roughly around $10.2 million back, P. 
P.J. Washington wants the veteran mid-level exception, which I think is like right around 12. But no one seemed to be opening up the coffers for him. So he might you know, be willing to take some lesser money to come play with the Bulls and, and build out that roster. Of course, P.J. Washington, former 12th pick in the draft, 2019, still 24 years old, young guy, 6'7", 230. So if you're looking for that 3 and D kind of a person, you know, he, he, can, he can be that for be that for you. But that's why they brought in Torrey Craig. And Craig's 32, you know, played for the Suns last year. Part of that trade that um, brought Kevin Durant there. So, I mean, 6'7 as well. So I guess you'd be kind of signing the same player. I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't like that move, Torrey Craig. If you look at the Bulls roster currently as it sits, what are they going to do with Io DeSumo? I mean, obviously Pat Bev went to the Philadelphia 76ers. So starting lineup right now as it sits, you're looking at Vooch, DeMar, Zach, Alex Caruso, Javon Carter. Does Caruso start at the two over Kobe White? Do you focus on – you saw uh, Billy Donovan – Lean on defense in a lot of uh, the end of last year when he was doing Pat Bev and Caruso as the starters. That lineup doesn't scare anybody. Look at Leo shaking his head. That doesn't scare anybody, right? Javon Carter and Alex Caruso, those two guys should most certainly be on the bench on an NBA championship level team. But I get it. You want, I did like Kobe White and Patrick Williams coming off the bench last year. Kind of operating in that second unit. So I don't mind that. Then you got Torrey Craig, Andre Drummond. I mean, the, our, the good thing is, and this is where the Bulls excelled last year, was their second unit. The Bulls' second unit was better than the majority of the NBA, and that's where they either were able to maintain leads or to cut into them, depending on how the starters left them in certain situations. But when you're looking at the additions, I mean, Javon Carter was riding the bench for the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, obviously, he was riding behind Drew, Drew Holiday. But riding the bench, nonetheless, and to think that you're just going to plug him in to that starter role, what's Javon Carter's stats looking like? This this can't be the answer. 6'1", 200 pounds. Not much. Uh, but been in the league since 2018. Last year was the first year he played over 60 games in the season. Injury concerns for Javon Carter that most people aren't talking about. Last year, he played the most minutes in his entire career. 22 minutes a game where he was averaging roughly around 15. Shot 42% from the field. Shot 42% from the three-point line. But, you know, in some other years, he got up there. He was at 55% in 2021. Not necessarily a guy that's going to crash the board much or distribute the ball. Career... Assist average, 1.7. So Javon Carter, I mean, good good role player. I don't know if Billy Donovan wants to go ahead and put him in that starting role. I could see, you know what what the Bulls need? You know what what the Bulls really need? They need Kobe White. Listen, it sucks because he had such a great year last year. I know he went down statistically in a couple of moments, but overall confidence, Kobe White had a really good year last year. But do you remember, can you think back to when Kobe White was drafted, and there was a Thomas Sadoransky on this on the Chicago Bulls team. And 
Sato started over Kobe because Kobe was a shoot-first point guard. And they brought him in to kind of show the show Kobe kind of how to operate that one spot. Then Lonzo Ball came in. And so what I'm trying to say is I think it's okay to put the pressure on Kobe White to be a pass-first point guard that can score. Because you want to talk about what the Bulls actually need? Yes, they need a solid point guard, but they need someone that can distribute the ball and really dictate how the offense should be ran via Zach, DeMar, and Vooch. Like, like imagine if Kobe White could average nine assists a game and still put up 15 points. Wouldn't you love that? A, a, a 15 and 8 Kobe White? His career average is 12 6. Last year, he did average the least amount of points, but obviously, he was on a different kind of a team last year. Role not necessarily defined. He did play the least amount of minutes as well. But when you're looking at Kobe White, he did average five assists a game in his 2020 2021 season. So he's capable. That was in 70 games, so it's not like it's a skewed sample size. 70 games is just enough. So he's capable of, of, of distributing the rock. And so if we're looking at places and areas of improvement for the Chicago Bulls team, if they're going to happen internally, Kobe White is someone you should be looking at. Pat Will, go ahead, run the second unit. Be the guy that's going to continue to, to grow into your NBA form and, and be able to, 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 to operate at a high level. But Kobe White, let's put some pressure on him. Don't let Javon Carter slide into that starting number one spot for the Bulls. No. Let it be Kobe White. Let Javon Carter be a a guy that can knock down a couple threes and come in and spell you and play defense if need be. I don't know why I'm so hyped up right now. I'm hyped up for Kobe White because I do want him to feel that way. Yes, you can score. We know this. Kobe White at the end of the season I mean, he's here now, right? This is why I'm saying this. He's signed. He's here now. We 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 have Kobe White. But we shouldn't be satisfied with, with, with what he's done so far. We talk about development often when we're referencing the Chicago Bulls team and how they move on from players too quickly. Well, here you have a guy in Kobe White drafted in 2019, signed for another contract. Well, let's see that. Let's see growth from him. If you're looking at his last, some of his last games, second to last game of the season where he actually played regular starter minutes, 24 points. Game before that, 14. Then he had a stretch run at the end of March, 11, 17, 7, 13, 19, 19, 11, 18. It's impressive. And look at this. Look at this. This is what I'm talking about. Last several games in March for the Chicago Bulls for Kobe White. Look at his assist totals. Seven. Nine, five, six, nine, six, five. That's what you want from Kobe White this upcoming season. 11 points, seven rebounds, 17 points, nine assists, 13 points, six assists, 19 points, nine assists, 19 points, six assists, 18 points, six assists. If you can get that from Kobe White, Pat Will off the bench, Javon Carter doing his thing, and I don't want to mention... 
Zach Levine's name because every time I do, Leo, text messages go crazy. Nobody likes him. You think Zach Levine is what I said earlier was I said you 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 continue to build around Zach Levine the same way the Phoenix Suns built around Devin Booker. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to compare Zach to Devin, but I'm comparing I am trying to showcase a way in which the Bulls can build around Zach Levine, but still bring in a guy that's better than Zach Levine. That's what the Suns did. They brought in Kevin Durant. But Devin Booker's still there. And you can do that. And I think that's what the Bulls should be trying to do in the next four or five years as they uh, obviously have some more years left to go with uh, Zach Levine. Um, Zach Levine fan, Theo? I enjoy him. Like, kind of similar to what you're saying. Like, if they can build around him, get someone to kind of prop him up, like, he could really take off. I think they've just kind of asked him to do too much that maybe he's not ready for the Mm. past few seasons. Are you faster than Zach Levine? Probably not. Okay, I was just making sure. He's a pro athlete. All right, just making sure. All right. I'm going to win that money, man. I'm telling you. I'm going to shock the world. Nobody's going to, like, it's like the biggest hustle. It's like, it's like, who was it? Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, they did White Men Can't Jump. The remix came out with, what's his name? uh, Jack Harlow. And we can do White Men Can't Run. You know what I'm saying? And I can hustle everybody out of their money because you're going to be way faster than them. It's going to be great. It's the greatest thing ever. All right. We got our last segment of the show. Uh, It's July 4th. This is a light show. All right. It was quick, too, because the Cubs went into extra innings. Of course, Cubs taking down the Milwaukee Brewers 7-6. We're going to do a little Twitter time on the other side. What's going on in pop culture? What's going on in the world of sports that you didn't get a chance to see today on Twitter because you're too busy busy eating the glizzies? (laughs) Twitter time coming up right after this. It's Gabe Ramirez on the 4th of July here on 670 The Score. He's a freak. He's a fast get a lot. This is not good. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, what do you know? I got an admirer. You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. All those idiots on Twitter. It's Twitter time with Gabe Ramirez. I only want to know one thing. Can you cuss on Twitter? I give a rat's ass about Twitter. To be brutally honest, I'm not a Twitter guy. Let's scroll through some tweets. Chirp, Uh, chirp. Gabe Ramirez right here on a 4th of July. It's usually like a 4th of July weekend. Happening on a Tuesday is weird, but... I'll tell you this. So I have two kids in daycare, and we pay for four days a week. But the day off is supposed to be Thursday, right? So we're there, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Off Thursday, I watch the kids, and then Friday they go back. But weeks like this, you know what I'm saying? Like Juneteenth, they had it off. We have this. They had, you know, July 4th off, Memorial Day. Am I wrong for allowing the day off to be the day that I technically don't take my kids to daycare? So... Whatever, bro. I don't care. Got to be honest. Uh, happy 4th of July, though. My, best believe my kids are going to be in daycare on Thursday. I need that extra I need that extra time off. All right, Twitter time. 
as we wrap up this show today, essentially is an opportunity for us to browse the world of Twitter and talk some pop culture and talk some sports. First up, give me a look. Let's restart it. Give me a, a first up right here. Sure, sure. This from Evan Sideray says the Trailblazers are not impressed with the Heat's trade offer for Damian Lillard, which could lead to a deal elsewhere. While Damian Lillard prefers Miami, Portland needs maximum value in any trade. And so Miami needs a minimum of third team to take on some of this uh, sweat. Bulls have been somewhat rumored to be a, a team that could potentially be in there, but I don't want to be... If they if they say the words Zach Levine, then I don't want to be a part of anything that has to do with uh, that kind of a trade. Um, Oscar Colas is making his debut for the White Sox today. Sorry. <laughs> uh, this from Bleacher Report. Derek Rose will wear number 23 in Memphis again. We were talking about this earlier today with Herb Howard. And he brought up a great point where, yes, obviously Derek Rose played at Memphis. Um, but there's more significance there. He gets to be a mentor to John Morant. And Emmanuel quickly talked about how great it was to have Derrick Rose in the locker room for the Knicks. Jalen Brunson talked about it. Julius Randle. So the Grizzlies, being a young team, they need someone like Derrick Rose, who's had success in the NBA, uh, just to get the opportunity to watch him, how he carries himself. What does a literally a living legend, icon, an icon living, like Jaden Smith would say, and Derrick Rose. And so... Where it helps them is that if you have somebody like that, that is an actual legend, humble and carrying themselves and how they operate around the, the facilities, how can you be Jaron Jackson Jr. filling yourself too much when you got Derrick Rose sitting next to you and he's not filling himself? So I think that's the best thing that he adds to that. The, the saddest thing is that in this uh, tweet, you know, they, they showed like these welcome balloons for Derrick Rose in Memphis and they have all these Rose jerseys. He's wearing number 23. Like a 23 Derrick Rose jersey, I need that. I need, I'm not gonna get a jersey because that's too expensive, but that t shirt, that Memphis Grizzlies Derrick Rose t shirt, if anyone has access to something like that a little sooner than I can uh, find it online because I can't find it anywhere, uh, make sure you guys give me that hookup. Chirp, chirp. Um, speaking of the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant, when I went to the NBA store to go search Derrick Rose and to see if the shirt was there, Follow me on Twitter, Chicago underscore Gabe. I'm going to tweet this out right now. It says <laughs> John Morant jerseys are 65% off. Isn't that crazy, bro? John Morant, 65% off. Sure, oh uh, This from Non-Aesthetic Things inside of Twitter time here on 670. The score, I'm Gabe Ramirez. Non-Aesthetic Things on Twitter. This is a new trend uh, where teens purposely try to get hit by cars is now trending on TikTok. Have you seen this, Leo? No? Haven't seen it? Essentially, these kids are doing like a pop wheelie. You know, they're riding on one wheel in traffic. And then they like go straight at a car. And literally at the last... They go on to oncoming traffic. So they're in like the right lane going the right way. And they swerve over to oncoming traffic. And they allow the car to get within feet a feet or two of them and they swerve over to the side and all these I've seen I've actually seen a ton of videos like this on TikTok these kids are stupid as hell that's crazy I mean I had a friend that accidentally got hit by a car when we were in high school but like he didn't do it on purpose I got hit by a car once really I know I was so disappointed in myself. it was by a cop 
Really? An off-duty cop, and they all came together and, like, tried to sweep it under the rug. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely got flown in the air right on Canal and Roosevelt. I'm talking about, like, up in the air. Anyway, the, the fact of the matter is that this is stupid as hell. But, but, I watched every video. Of course. Like, I want to see if you're going to die or not. <laughs> and so, you didn't. And I still watched because obviously, you know, it had more views if you would have died. But this is just stupid. And things like this happen. But just not in Chicago, though. Nobody, I don't, I don't think kids are this stupid in Chicago to do something like this, but whatever. Sure, uh, sure. All right, next up on Twitter time here on 670 The Score. Uh, this from Nathan's Hot Dogs it says, uh, not even a weather delay is going to stop Joey Chestnut. 62 hot dogs to claim his 16th mustard belt. The over-under was 73 and a half. Bruh, you know how many people made money? Kate Constable from BetQL, uh, someone who I've had the pleasure of working with, she tweeted it out this morning. She's like, I'm sorry. And she tweeted a picture with Joey Chestnut. And she was like, I'm sorry, but I got to take the under. 73 and a half. Shout out to anybody that made money on that. If if you were, I don't want to say a gun to your head. That sounds so dark. But if there was a contest for hot dog eating amongst, you know, all of us here at the score, how many glizzies you downing there, Leo? Not not 63 and a half, whatever <laughs> not it is. Not 63 no. and a half. I don't like eating fast. I like to enjoy it. Okay, you're a slow eater. Yeah. You're the last person at the table that finishes their meal. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And then you ask for half of it to be taken home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know who you are. I'm going to say, if the, it depends. How long do these contests last? Do you know? Like a Joey Chestnut thing. Like five, ten minutes maybe? Sure. 63 glizzies in ten minutes? That's wild. Yeah. But I'm trying to think how many hot dogs I could eat. The problem is when they... It's like when they dip it in the water. That's disgusting. It's it's friggin' disgusting, yeah. bro. And then they just like slide like four, four glizzies with then dip, dip the water. It's like... That's not... That's not you're not enjoying no. the hot dog. That's like... It's stupid at that point. Well, how many regular hot dogs could I probably down? I could probably get through like a good seven or eight. Like if I was a con- if it was a contest, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's nothing too crazy. All right, next up here on Twitter time, chirp chirp. Uh, this from NBA Central says, which team is the best fit for Ben Simmons if Brooklyn flips him into a three-team team trade involving Damian Lillard? I more so wanted to read that just because, damn, Ben Simmons, man. Like what what what's going on there? All right, next up. Give me another one. I got a couple more tweets I want to read. Sure, sure. Uh, this is from Barack Obama. Happy birthday to this talented, hilarious, and beautiful young woman, Malia. I hope 25 brings you everything you've, uh, you're looking for and more. Happy birthday to Malia Obama. 25. How does it feel knowing Malia Obama is older than you? It makes sense, I guess. I don't know. I remember like being around their age. Yeah, like, and uh, them being older than you? Yeah. Wow, what a perspective. I look at Malia like... Oh my god, they were babies when that whole thing was happening. You yeah, know? They always seemed a little bit older than me, but yeah. I didn't realize they were that close. To yeah. Age. All right. A uh, couple more. Just give me two more. Sure, two sure. more. Uh, this is from Daniel Greenberg, Chicago Bulls guard Zach Levine recently bought the most expensive home that was ever on the market in Pelican Crest, California. Levine paid thirty-four million dollars for it. So next time you go to the United Center and you buy some popcorn, just know you're paying a little bit of Zach Levine's mortgage right there. All right. Next up. Sure. Uh, sure. All right. This is a great one. This is from Andrew Lokanoff. Age at first $1 billion. This is the age that these people were at when they earned their first billion dollars. Warren Buffett, 56. 
We think about how much money Warren Buffett has, but he didn't become a, mil- a billionaire until 56. Michael Jordan, 51. Jay-Z, 42. Oprah, 40. Beyonce, 39. Steve Jobs, 35. Jeff Bezos, 35. Rihanna, 32. Bill Gates, 31. Elon Musk, 31. And the youngest of this bunch, Mark Zuckerberg, 23 years old, when he got his first Billy. No wonder you don't care about anything. Imagine you're 23, Leo. Imagine you had a billion. You wouldn't be here. It'd be a nice problem to have, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. All right. Got to thank our guests for today, Herb Howard, for hanging out with us. Matt Cozy for hanging out with us. Got to thank Lightning Leo Stodderher. Bro, that's money right there. Lightning Leo? I wish I had that when I was in high school, yeah. Bro. Well, luckily, you have a guy on the other side of the glass that will create propaganda so that you can and and will have that nickname. All right, uh, BetMGM is up tonight. Next time you'll hear me, 6 p.m. tomorrow, leading you into Cubs baseball. Mi gente, that means my people. Hasta la próxima, that means until next time. I know my wife's listening right now. Babe, I'll see you in a little bit. Whitney, Riley, I love you girls. All right. It's Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Who do you play for? Play for the United States of America. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.